0: strong again. We We will make America
1: America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you.
2: Hey, what's up everybody? You already know who I'm voting for, how I started this stream. I'm David. This is Red Pill News. We have unexpectedly, Florida governor Ron DeSantis has decided to use Twitter spaces to announce his presidential run, his presidential bid. It's really interesting, and it just goes to show, to prove that Twitter is a new unstoppable force that is an alternative to the mainstream media. We're about seven minutes out here. I will wait for people to get in, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what Elon Musk is going to talk about with DeSantis if they're going to have a discussion. I think there's going to be a moderator. I read that earlier, actually. I forgot his name, but he is a DeSantis supporter. The moderator is. So we'll. it should be we'll see how biased or fair the questions are. Or if it's just a casual discussion. I mean, nobody has introduced their presidential run in Twitter spaces before. So it's all new. And, uh, you know, everybody talking about Trump, why are you attacking DeSantis? Why are you attacking DeSantis? He knew this. He knew DeSantis was going to run. Now, some of you know this. You've heard me say this before. DeSantis had the Florida state legislature several months ago. Work on a bill where you can remain Florida governor and run for president of the United States, because currently you can't do both. If you decide to be the president, run for president, you have to resign within 10 days from the Florida governorship. Now, that's passed now. He is officially, DeSantis has officially filed his papers to run for president uh, but that that's how I knew he was going to run. Otherwise, he had four more years as a governor. Why, why would they pass that law at the beginning of his term? So I'm just looking here. I'm keeping an eye on Elon Musk, his Twitter space. Uh, Twitter spaces, if you didn't know, are just audio. So I've got some, uh, we'll do some B-roll footage of a, DeSantis rally to make it a bit more visually interesting. Let's look at these articles. I just pulled these up right before the stream to see what they're saying about the polls. All the polls I've looked at, Trump is at like 80%, 70-something percent. You know, I like DeSantis. I hear some Trump supporters saying that he is Soros-funded. There's no... I couldn't find any proof of that. I looked at the transparency websites where it shows where your donations come from. And I couldn't see any proof of DeSantis being funded by Soros. But personally, I am concerned that he would be a weaker individual when the deep state stares him down compared to Trump. I mean, Trump's had it all right. He's been criminally indicted He had a fake investigation on his campaign. I don't know if DeSantis could handle that, so he may bow and be a rhino. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. That's my concerns, but I don't believe that he is funded by Soros or that he's uh, a rhino in other ways. I mean, if you look at what he's done for education in the state of Florida, he's basically kept the the woke sexuality stuff away from kids with some recent laws. But yeah, let's look at these uh, polls. This is Newsweek here. They're, they're quoting the morning consult. I think they're like a center-left poll. This was May 18th and May 20th, not long ago. Former President Trump is favored by 58% to 20% DeSantis. So I don't know what DeSantis is going to be able to do to even get Caught up. I don't know what he can do. He has built his image based on uh, Trump. He's been like a Trump junior. Uh, He's, you know, had literally campaign ads that he talked about Trump and his own campaign ads. One interesting idea he did mention he said if he were president for two terms, that he would appoint a seventh conservative justice to the United States Supreme Court. Uh, we'll see if somehow he pulled that off, if that happened. But I think it will be Trump versus Biden. And Biden will lose because the economy is the number one predictor if a first-term president will be re-elected. When you have recessions, presidents do not get reelected. Historically speaking, it's the strongest indicator. We're a couple minutes out. There's two things I'm going to say on this string, uh, two rules I'm going to lay down right now. Twitter is a free speech platform. If you're watching on YouTube, you're watching on Facebook, they're not free speech platforms. If they get into topics where I have to mute their audio, don't get angry at me. I'm not going to risk my channel for you to be able to hear that. You can go watch it there yourself. And if you're the type of person that would get angry at that, then you can leave anyways. I'll just say that straight up. But uh, otherwise, other than that, it's going to be a good stream, I think. It's going to be really interesting to see if Elon Musk is going to endorse DeSantis. That's what I'm curious about. Musk said he was embarrassed that he voted for Joe Biden, even though Joe Biden has treated him like crap. Uh, Oh, yeah, the second thing I wanted to say, if... There's somebody in the the chat that starts trolling and, uh, you know, one person's Trump, one person's DeSantis, and it just gets bad. I'm going to, you know, boot whoever's starting it. Um, I think we can support different people and still be cordial about it. So let's go back and see if uh, what we got going here. You see, we're preparing, preparing. So look at these polls a little bit more. Yeah, 58 to 20. I have no idea how DeSantis could catch up there. Mike Pence is third with 6%. Uh, no one else has even 5%. Yeah, it just uh, – I mean, what the, the things that would have to happen. And I don't see DeSantis is being – verbally is strong on the attack. I mean, he has been against the media. It could get really dirty. And to be honest, primary politics, I think they're good. I think it's good to see Republicans force each other to hash out each other's ideas. It only becomes dangerous if they don't make up when the general election starts. That's when it becomes dangerous. But before then... It's like, okay, well, we need to hear about what's your proposal that could lower the debt. What's your proposal to, you know, end the wokeness? Uh, that's um that is, I think it's a great thing. So I'm gonna look at some of the chats here. You're you're mixed with Ron. Yeah, I kind of am too. I can I am too, just because I Trump has been in the executive branch and he knows it and He's not afraid of the worst of the worst actors. So that's probably the main reason I'm mixed with with Ron. So it looks like we're, let's see if we can click on this here. Preparing to launch, preparing to launch, okay? We'll wait, we'll refresh the page. Refresh the page. Yeah, I see we got, we got some Trump fans. We've got some uh, DeSantis fans. That's good. Woke equals diversity. No, no, Quentin, it it does not. Woke is this concept of erasing societal norms. It's not just being diverse. It is saying that being normal is evil and that it should be eradicated, essentially. It's a slow progression of cultural Marxism. I I could talk about that for hours, But, but true diversity It's a great thing, but that is completely different from wokeness. Okay, let's get back to Elon Musk. Let's see if this is up and live here. Are we live? Let's see. Let's see. I bet so many millions of people are watching this or going to listen to this that there may be some issues. It it may not launch exactly in time. Uh, Melissa... Why doesn't he run as VP? You know, that's a good question. Uh, he might feel that he, this is his time. And and honestly, I've got to say he had balls to do the COVID thing and reopen before any other governor. Even though I work for Trump, I knocked 20,000 doors for Trump. I, I don't look like it because I'm chubby now because I've been making videos for two years. But, uh, even though I work for Trump, I have a lot of respect for Desantis because he took on the media and he took on like the the wokest of of the ideologies that can't even really talk too much about on the mainstream platforms. Okay, Mr. Musk, well we got here, brother. Is this space going to work? Details not available. I bet he'll get it up. I'm just going to hang out, and uh, I think it'll be up eventually. This this is wild, though. You know, it's a presidential campaign announcement on Twitter. I appreciate all the comments, everybody, coming in. Yeah, VP, oh, I didn't really fully answer your question. He probably wants the power, you know, when you get, when you're, people who are politicians tend to like power. That doesn't mean they don't serve the people. You can also serve the people. It's like, do you let your good side win or your evil side win? And a lot of politicians love the people, but they still like the power. They like the prestige. That could be DeSantis. That could be his thoughtless reclick on Mr. Musk here. Let's see... So that was two hours ago. It's 6 p.m. Eastern. That's everything I saw. Let's see. Preparing to launch. That's Yeah, that's still saying preparing to launch. So appreciate you sticking with me, everybody. Let's see. I'm voting Trump. Hey, Billy, nice to see you. Looks like you got a sweet acoustic guitar right there. I play some acoustic. A little bit of bluegrass in, in my, in my uh, jeans, my family. DeSantis for VP, best in my life, and I'm 53. I'm assuming you're talking about DeSantis as governor. That's cool. Yeah, wokeness is a, to not go into too much detail, essentially Marxism, communism could not work in America because capitalism made people too wealthy. So since they couldn't do economic communism, they had to invent Social communism, social Marxism, and essentially that just divides the very small minority of social pe- social groups in the country, and pivots them against the majority. And the government takes the side of the mi- minority. It's a, it's all history repeats itself. Um, but that that's the essential essence of that. And the way we do that, we've got to fight it with pro-America culture and realize what it is. We're not just dealing with people with bad policies. We're, we're dealing with Marxists that, that want to overthrow our government, the way that our government works. And, uh, you know, that's obviously terrifying, but we're winning the media. The, with the Daily Wire, they've just dedicated themselves to putting all of their episodes on Twitter, If Elon Musk finds out a way to monetize videos, which I think he will, I mean, it'll probably be a competitor for YouTube for content creators as well. Details not available. Let's see what we got here. (laughs) You know, some good memes. There's always some spicy memes on Twitter, and I better be careful, too, because these are, like, not censored, these memes here, (laughs) and... I uh better not scroll down too much, but that is a funny one. Let me look at some more comments here. I do like DeSantis, yeah, yeah, you know, they called him crazy the the, the CNN media, the MSNBC. Oh, you opened up early. you're you know that's that's horrible, but they were down there vacationing. I mean, there's pictures of AOC with her boyfriend in Florida when all the other states were shut down. He's the only man that can fix the mess. Yeah. Yeah, it can It can also be dangerous to the United States administration. Has made, it has made us very weak. I personally do not believe, my, my coworker would argue otherwise, I don't believe that Putin would have invaded Ukraine because Trump had no intentions of expanding NATO. This, this war machine is so profitable. And the house is right outside of D.C. where these, these contractors for military weapons are. They're the wealthiest people in the country. And they want to do anything they can for war without nuclear war. And and Biden and rhino Republicans are in on that. Trump was never in on that. So I think Putin knew, I don't think Trump's going to push against my border. So there's no need to invade right now, Ukraine. But with, oh, here we go.
3: Room here. So it's safe to say we wouldn't be making history without the man sitting next to me, Elon Musk. His decision. To purchase this platform last year, to restore to its original mission as a beacon for free speech, and even to expose Twitter's past complicity with a government censorship regime.
2: Let me Might know if you have any issues many, hearing it. those
3: of us who've known I'll and worked with Elon nearly for suffering. nearly a quarter century. His commitment to his freedom and freedom, his willingness to put his money where his mouth is, upset, and upset and the narrative imposed on us by our, and by our government,
2: institutions, their
3: their and corporate media. Go ahead and send a heart up if you want to say thank you, Elon. Uh, Governor DeSantis first drew my attention and support when I saw how he responded to the COVID pandemic and refused to believe what we now know to be the many falsehoods that government experts and their media mouthpieces were feeding us. He kept Florida schools open and its economy thriving, while my state of California chose two years of learning loss and lockdowns that we have yet to fully. Yeah,
2: you can tell this is this just jammed with people. 312,000 and it's in the preparing to launch. There might be issues throughout, but we're going to stick with it and, and, and try to get back in. I'm going to stay and not leave just yet. But if we don't get audio in the next 30 seconds, maybe I'll give it a minute or two. I'll leave and then come back in. But it's so many people trying to listen that it's crashing it. That's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Let's see, we'll look at the comments here, DeSantis 28 and 32, yeah, yeah, you know, if we can get the, oh yeah, it crashed, details not available, we'll just, we'll just stand by and wait, um, that's a lot of, that's a lot of server power, the, delivering this audio to hundreds of thousands of people, oh, preparing to launch, are we back? Okay, I'm going to leave and then come back. Okay, I don't hear any audio. I'm going to test some other audio to make sure it's not my audio. Let's test this audio. Sure, Let's see. So, okay, here uh, we are.
3: Yeah, I think so. Um, just to simplify this. All
2: right, it's going out again. We'll just... Yeah, we'll just stick in there we're just and, use your- and read comments if we don't have audio. I, think we're just use your- I don't know, Dan McCrory. I probably should if he's a prominent leftist, but uh, if you say so, Marlene, I believe you. I believe you. You know, this is true, Terry, but God picks people – to achieve his goals, well, he usually job doesn't job just strike down with lightning right, and change so, things. So let's
4: see. Yeah, so they just keep crashing. Huh? Yeah, I think we've got <laughs> a, just a massive number of people online, so it's um, yeah. service restraining straining somewhat. Um, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, his engineers are probably freaking out. Wow, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that you said, you know, God is the only one who can change everything and not a politician. I want to talk about that for a minute longer. I've always been concerned the last ten years, have Americans strayed so far from God that he has given away the provision of our country where he's not protecting us anymore. I mean, we're the a recent survey like a month ago, fifty percent of America still believes in God, and if you're atheist or agnostic there. and um, you're conservative, all
4: right? We're just I still a, love reallocating it. more server uh, capability uh, to be able to handle the load here. It's uh, really going going crazy. So, um, yeah, I'm actually very excited to um, have uh, Governor DeSantis, uh make this. Uh,
2: Okie doke but uh, yeah, you know, I hear people reference the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. I, I don't know my Old Testament as well as I should. I haven't. I probably read that like fifteen years ago, and generally know that it was a bad cities that that like lost protection of God. I mean, is that the United States? You know, the left is backing Desantis. See. See, but this could be a PSYOP. I don't... You you could be right, Cheryl, but it could just be a PSYOP. Here is... Uh, hey, Michelle, uh, that just joined. Um, this is what I think. I believe that they see DeSantis as weaker than Trump. They know they can't break Trump mentally. They can't do it. If you've had this man criminally investigated for seven years... From every district across the country and hundreds of lawsuits, if you still haven't broke Trump, you, they, they know they can't do it, not his mind anyways. So they, they're they thinking DeSantis could be the weaker target, and that's why I think you've got Karl Rove, who was President George W. Bush, one of his associates, uh, going after DeSantis. Now, I know he supports DeSantis But I'm not saying that that DeSantis associates or supports Karl Rove. Karl Rove's a huge rhino. I think he was a big proponent of the Iraq War. But uh, I don't know. I have no proof that it goes both ways. If you do share an article in the chat, you know, after this uh, announcement, we'll, we'll read it in the chat. But to me, it seems rhinos are going after DeSantis to try to give him. They He has the establishment money. He has, you know, Trump has the fundraising from the people, we the people, but the, the RNC money, the GOP money, DeSantis has it, and the bad thing about that is that, you know, it comes with strains, but it did with Trump as well, to be honest. He had it when he was in the general election. Uh, last time uh but that that's just my perspective my theory is that they're going after DeSantis but maybe he hasn't flipped yet hard to say yeah what's up Joshua yeah another career politician you know DeSantis he was military he was in Congress for I think he served a year or two in, in the u.S House of Representatives he was not really an exceptional congressperson, but you really that's a completely different skill set. People that are like born to be great executives, they're not necessarily. usually they don't have the same skills to be a great legislator because it's such a different skill set in terms of how much power you wield and how complicated and diluted your your deals must become let's uh let's refresh okay we'll refresh again in a minute you know jason tell me what you mean by this i'm not saying you're wrong i've i've just just heard a lot of these allegations and i want people to explain them so we can be informed no, again, as I said, you may have just joined. I'm not sure if you heard me a minute ago. I know there's some bad people that want his ear, but I don't know that he's listening. So if you if you have proof of some connections, please share that. Please share that. Yeah, the, you know the alphabet organizations are with artificial intelligence is as, as fast as it's coming around. They're going to know. All I mean, they already know all of our conversations, but the efficiency they're going to be able to do it is completely, uh, terrifying. Um, and I I think Trump has a bone to pick. Some people are afraid of that. Some people are are thinking, you know, Trump is going to go in and destroy more of the executive branch, just completely demolish it more than necessary. But that's kind of hard to imagine being possible. Like our government, there's just way too many employees that don't do anything. There's a lot of good government employees. I worked in state government. I've interned for a U.S. senator, worked in a state legislature. There, there's, there's a lot of good government employees, but there's also a lot that don't do anything. They literally show up and like play games on their phone or their PC the whole day and go home and collect a check. And they can't get fired unless they go through a, like a crazy review process. Uh, I had a friend that his co-worker punched someone, still didn't get fired from the federal government. Okay, let's see if this is... let check my notifications. Uh, let's see, back to Musk. Okay, I I get nervous when I check my notifications because you know they have a lot of the um, gender affirming care stuff photos on Twitter, and uh, yeah, that's a that's a no no. Okay, yeah, we'll just keep standing by. Let's see. I'll refresh again in a few minutes. Uh, sorry, I didn't anticipate this, and I imagine Elon Musk didn't either. But I'm sure they're working hard on uh, figuring this out. Let's see. Loyalty at all costs. Yeah, you know, that is a... a, an interesting perspective. Seniority, right? Like, there's kind of a a battle these days, though, between seniority and we need younger politicians. Some people are like, Trump's too old. I, I don't think he's too old simply because his mind operates well and... He's overweight like me, but he he gets around well, too. Uh, I think it, it has to do with where you are in that moment in your life, what's your your capabilities. Um, but that, that I guess that kind of goes along with that loyalty, wait for the person before you kind of thing. I would really like to see DeSantis as the VP that focused on completely revamping the department of education our education is so trash i mean it's not just woke we don't teach math quite the same and physics quite the same because the test scores are so low they're they're like just been dropping the past few years especially after the lockdowns that was the largest recorded drop and test scores ever since we've been measuring and that's that's fifth graders and 11th graders and they say those people are not going to get that that time back when you when your brain is a sponge during those years and you miss that opportunity to to learn uh, it's a whole generation of people that are going to be uh, I'm not going to say it's going to ruin their lives, but they're going to be disadvantaged. They're going to have to work harder to catch back up. Let's see. Play recording, huh? Are preparing to launch?
4: So let's see. It's like they just keep crashing, huh? Yeah, I think we've got <laughs> a just a massive number of people on
2: live. I don't believe this number. This says 372,000. I believe there's probably at least a couple of million because, I mean, this is the announcement of, of a president. Oh, hey, DeSantis popped in and out. Hey, DeSantis. Again, I'm not against DeSantis and think he's evil at this point. I know some Trump supporters do. If you do, fine. Have your reasons. I would ask you to challenge your assumptions and just don't believe hearsay. But I'm voting for Trump because he's got the track record, and I think he is hell bent on reforming the intelligence agencies, and and they are the biggest threat to the United States Constitution. That they are absolutely and when you've been personally assaulted by them and you had a fake Russiagate investigation against you, you're you're going to be motivated to clean things up. To clean things up. Oh, we've got quite a few comments. Let's see. I'll try to get some. If you don't like Trump, get off the air. Well, that's not nice. I love Trump. I worked for Trump. I mean, you might have been here. I probably brag about this too much, but I literally knocked 20,000 doors for Donald Trump over 10 months in Michigan and you know, going in the hood with a MAGA hat was not that scary actually. I mean, I actually I was scared, I'm not going to lie. But this you know, what's more scary than the hood wearing a MAGA hat is going into a a Karen neighborhood. That have dogs, where these the Karens, their huge dogs are like against their glass door, and they see my MAGA hat, and then they're like, no, 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 turn back around right now. But uh, how you, I, I love Trump, but you know, if you were in a liberal stream, I bet you wouldn't stick around if that's how you feel. You'd probably look for someone else. Let's see, corrupt establishment win. I like them both. Yeah, that's that's how a lot of people feel that they want him to be the, the second torch Okay, let's see, are we are we back? No, this is the old uh, and, and crab honor too. That's the old recording. Refresh again. Oh, did he create a second one? Oh. This
3: Yeah, I mean so uh Governor Santos, uh can are you there? Can you hear us? I think you broke I'm right, here. I know, I think fun. I think you broke the internet there. We had over half a million people in one Twitter space and it was growing by like fifty thousand a minute. So uh congrats on uh on breaking the internet there.
4: <laughs> well yeah, yeah, you I mean try some you know new things you're, you're gonna Yes. Uh, it's adventurous, so
3: Yes. Um
4: but so, yeah. I, I think the the, the value here is, is actually really high for people to hear directly from uh, presidential candidates and to answer a Q&A live and you can get a sense for what how a candidate uh, r- really is you know and, and where it's not just uh, canned speeches and uh uh it's mm. uh, you, in fact you can tell by the you know some of the mistakes that that it's r- real um, yeah so um you anyway, know with 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 that I, I guess i should turn it over to um
2: yeah i'm gonna try well, let's see. So, yeah, governor
3: uh, there's been a lot of speculation over the last couple of months about your your plans um i understand that you may have an announcement to make uh we've got i think a, a record audience assembled here uh you know the, probably the biggest uh room that's probably ever been assembled online uh what, what would you like to tell them well, oh,
0: I am running for president of the United States to lead our great American comeback. Look, we know our country's going in the wrong direction. We see it with our eyes and we feel it in our bones. Our southern borders collapse. Drugs are pouring into the country. Our cities are being hollowed out by spiking crime. The federal government's making it harder for the average family to make ends meet and to attain and maintain a middle class lifestyle. And our president Well, he lacks vigor, flounders in the face of our nation's challenges, and he takes his cues from the woke mob. I don't think it has to be this way. American decline is not inevitable. It is a choice. And we should choose a new direction. That's true. A path that will lead to American revitalization. We must restore sanity to our nation. This means embracing fiscal and economic sanity. Stop pricing hardworking Americans out of a good standard of living through inflationary borrow print and spending policies, and please embrace American energy independence. This also means replacing the woke mind virus with reality, facts, and enduring principles. Merit must trump identity politics. We must return normalcy to our communities. America's a sovereign country. Our borders must be respected. We cannot have foreigners pouring into our country illegally by the millions. We cannot allow drug cartels to poison our population with fentanyl. Public deserves safe communities, and law and order must be maintained in American cities. We can't have inmates running the asylum, and we must reject attacks on the men and women of law enforcement. We also must reestablish integrity in our institutions. This includes the military. I'm proud to be a Navy veteran, an Iraq veteran. And I revere our services, but when revered institutions like those in our military are more concerned with matters not central to the mission, whether it's global warming or gender ideology and pronouns, morale declines and recruiting suffers. And you need to eliminate these distractions, and we need to get focused on the core mission.
2: Our military sucks. Well, not all of them.
0: If the most significant issues are decided by the whims of unelected bureaucrats rather than the people's elected representatives reestablishing integrity in our institutions means we must reinvigorate our constitutional system by returning the government to its rightful owners we the people no social or economic transformation without representation truth needs to be our foundation common sense to no longer be an uncommon virtue and in florida we proved it could be done uh, we chose facts over fear That's a good word. education over indoctrination law and order over rioting and disorder, we held the line when freedom hung in the balance. And we're thriving as a result. Florida is the nation's fastest growing state. We're number one in net in migration, number one in new business formations, recently ranked number one in education. We have a 50-year low crime rate and one of the lowest tax and debt per capita in America. But we also understand governing is not entertainment. It's not about building a brand or virtue signaling. It is about delivering results. And our results in Florida have been second to none. We can and we must deliver big results for America. I pledge to be an energetic executive that will take on the important issues. Biden's pursued inflationary policies that are hurting working people. We will reverse those policies and we'll build an economy where working Americans can achieve a good standard of living. Biden's opened the Southern border and allowed massive amounts of drugs To pour into the country. We'll shut down the border, construct the border wall, and hold the drug cartels accountable. Biden's embraced medical authoritarianism, such as unconstitutional COVID vax mandates. We will ensure that those violations of liberty can never happen again. Biden's allowed woke ideology to drive his agenda. We will never surrender to the woke mob, and we will leave woke ideology. In the dustbin of history.
2: I like that Biden's rhetoric. Also
0: politicize the military and cause recruiting to plummet. We will eliminate ideological agendas from our military. Focus the military on the core mission, and we will reverse the poor recruiting trends. Finally, Biden's weaponized the power of the administrative state to advance his left-wing agenda. We will reconstitutionalize the executive branch, and we'll bring the administrative state to heal. Now, you can't do any of that if you don't win. There is no substitute for victory. We must end the culture of losing that has infected the Republican Party in recent years. The tired dogmas of the past are inadequate for a vibrant future. We must look forward, not backwards. We need the courage to lead and we must have the strength to win. And to voters who are participating in this primary process, my pledge to you is this. If you nominate me, You can set your clock to January 20th, 2025 at high noon, because on the west side of the U.S. Capitol, I will be taking the oath of office as the 47th president of the United States. No excuses. I will get the job done. Now, these past few years have given me a new appreciation for the fragility of our freedoms. I never thought I would see things in America that we saw during the COVID-19 pandemic but our founding fathers were keenly aware of the fragility of freedom. When they framed our constitution, they came to arm with having studied the history of every Republic and the history of mankind. And they noticed that all of those experiments only had one thing in common and it was this, every single one of them had failed. And so they knew it fell to our country, the United States of America to determine whether people could really govern themselves. Could we have a society based on the idea that our rights are God given, not government granted? And that was society Amen. functions based on the rule of law, not the rule of individual men. And when Dr. Benjamin Franklin walked out of that convention, he was asked, did you deliver a republic or a monarchy? He said, a republic, if you can keep it. They Again, I'm voting Trump, but I will agree with
2: what he says. I'm still going to like responsibility
0: what he says. To safeguard freedom. And it's our responsibility to do so at this important juncture in our nation's history. We have a lot of work to do to ensure the country gets back on track. I ask everybody listening to please join me on this mission. Please invest in our campaign by going to rondesantis.com and making a donation.
2: Big thank facts, you. Kerry.
3: God bless, and I look forward to the discussion.
2: He probably won't, but... All right.
3: Thank you, Governor. Appreciate that. Um we'll see. I guess just as a, as a, a first uh, follow-up uh, here, thank you for putting up with these technical issues. I think we're, we're definitely breaking new ground here. As far as I know, uh, no major presidential candidate has ever announced uh, their their uh, their candidacy uh, on social media this way. Certainly, in a in a Twitter space. So, thank you for doing that. Uh, what made you want to kind of take the chance of doing it this way, as opposed to just doing it on cable news or the the usual way?
0: Well, when COVID hit, uh, I had to make decisions about: Do you go with the crowd? Or do you look at the data yourself and cut against the grain? And I chose to do the latter. Uh, I faced huge blowback uh, for doing that from the bureaucracy, from the elites, from the media. But my view is I had to look out for the people I represented Prefer protecting their jobs over trying to safeguard my own political hide. But it was very, very lonely in a lot of those decisions. And part of the reason it was so lonely is because there was a concerted effort to try to stifle dissent. There was an official narrative about lockdowns, about closing schools, about force masking, about all these different things that we had to navigate during COVID. Uh, and it was an orthodoxy being enforced by the major tech platforms in conjunction with the federal government. And if we can't have an honest debate in a free country about uh, issues that affect hundreds of millions of people, like lockdowns, then what good is the First Amendment at that point? Those are precisely the times when we needed to have debate be robust. You should not be taking down articles that criticize. Uh, I disagree policies, with this comment. Yet that's exactly what happened. So it occurred to me that if that had continued, uh, I think free speech in this in this country uh, was on its way out the door. And so when Elon Musk uh, stepped up to purchase Twitter, uh, he paid a lot of money for it. Uh, and I'm sure because he's a good businessman, Elon, I'm sure you'll you'll end up making money off it. But bottom line is you had to put your money where your mouth is, uh, because I think you recognize that uh, you can't have a free society uh, unless we have the freedom to debate the most important issues that are affecting our civilization. Facts. That did not happen during covid. The truth was uh, censored repeatedly. And now that Twitter is in the hands of, of, of a free speech advocate. Uh, that would not be able to happen again uh, on this Twitter platform. So I think what was done with Twitter is really significant for the future of our country. We cannot have a society in which government is colluding with major tech platforms to enforce an orthodoxy. Well, th- thank That's you. That's fascism. Um, yeah, we're, Corporations um, and government. We're absolutely
2: committed
4: to freedom of speech and a level playing field um, and just a vigorous debate. And uh, hopefully – uh, this can be uh, a platform that uh, brings people of divergent uh, political views uh, to exchange those views, and and uh, perhaps some minds will be changed uh, one way or the other. And um, but it's just I- incredibly important, as you as you highlight uh, that uh, the, the the First Amendment is re- irrelevant if uh, all the media and all the and, and the government are operating in lockstep. It's uh, it, it makes. The, you know, the most important amendment, the one that was most urgently added to the Constitution, um, moot if you if you cannot have a free and open debate. Um,
2: so, I appreciate your passion on yeah, this. So Twitter was I do.
4: indeed expensive, uh, but free speech
3: is priceless.
2: The way you're thinking about it. Awesome. But Trump um, won a lot of thank Hispanics. you. So.
3: Uh, Governor, let me, I'm going to ask some questions while we get some other uh, kind of speakers in the queue to, to ask questions. Um, I think maybe some people knew this announcement was coming because there's been no shortage of hit pieces on you <laughs> yeah. in the press over the last week or two. I want to ask you about some of these accusations that are being uh, leveled at you. Uh, last week, uh, the NAACP issued a travel advisory against your state claiming that Florida is they not a safe called place him a dictator for minorities summertime. to visit. Uh, what do you say to those who've been advised that somehow they aren't welcome in your state?
2: It was a reelection liability. Claiming
3: that Florida is unsafe is a total farce.
0: I mean, are you kidding me? You look at cities around this country, they are awash in crime. In Florida, our crime rate is at a 50-year low. If you look at the top 25 cities for crime in America, Florida does not have a single one amongst the top 25. And if you look at cities like Baltimore and Chicago, You got kids more likely to get shot than to receive a first class education. Yet, I don't see the NAACP batting an eye about all the outrage and the carnage that's happening in those areas. So this is a political stunt. These left wing groups have been doing it for many, many years. And at the end of the day, what they're doing is colluding with legacy media to try to manufacture a narrative. Now, the good news is, is fewer and fewer Americans are gullible enough to believe this dribble. And platforms like Twitter are there where people can debunk these lies in real time. And I would just say as an American citizen, if you are uncritically accepting narratives spun by legacy media and left-wing groups, you're failing at your job uh, of being a conscientious citizen.
2: Facts. I'll say this for 10 seconds. Trump could have activated the Insurrection Act, but he never would have been reelected. The leftist media would have called him uh, Julius Caesar for activating the Insurrection Act. So that was off the table.
0: For tourism in the history of the state of Florida. And our view is we want everybody to succeed regardless of their skin color. We don't divvy up people by race. At the same time, it is worth pointing out that we have in Florida more black owned businesses than any state in the nation. Uh, And we've also had more African Americans lead state agencies under my administration than at any time in Florida history. But with us, you know they're there because of merit, not because we're trying to play identity politics. And if you wanna look at education, uh, the black students in in Florida perform much higher than black students in most other states. We rank number three in fourth grade reading and number two in fourth grade math amongst our black student population. And oh, by the way, the head of the NAACP lives in Florida and a lot of their board members have put out on social media during my governorship, Florida vacations, where they seem to be having an awful good time. Um,
4: that's great. Um, well, I mean, Florida's a great state, and I think everyone, the, the, the people people realize that, um, that the, some of the things that are being said are just uh, truly absurd. Um, I mean, I, I saw some uh, headline from the Atlantic, uh, basically claiming that anyone who listens, listens to this, uh, spaces on twitter is basically a nazi um so uh, or yeah or the, yeah that
3: was the atlantic and <laughs> Atlanta, then, and yeah, then yeah. vanity fair said that uh <laughs> that you were you were uh hosting or interviewing because david duke wasn't available oh yes, yes although yes. i'm not totally sure who they were saying was david duke i don't know if it was you or governor DeSantis. It's sort yeah. of a little bit unclear but uh but
0: i they, think this is a function of these
2: i'll just say this real quick I mean, that's primary politics, guys. It's going to get divisive. Uh, You know, maybe he'll be worse, but I don't think so. I think when Trump and Cruz were fighting each other, I mean, Trump was dogging Cruz's wife and said his wife looked ugly. It's going to get ugly, but as long as they make up for the general election, I don't. See, it's normal primary politics, the way I see it. We're challenged, and
0: that's not a, a, a good way, I think, to live. It's also not a good way to to be a critical thinker because no one's ever going to question uh, obviously wrong assumptions because everybody around you shares them.
3: Absolutely. And I think they become totally hysterical because they don't like the idea that their control over the media is being you know disintermediated. Yeah. Because now, you know, candidates for president can just speak directly to people through platforms like Twitter. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the amazing thing about uh, Twitter and uh, things like spa- Spaces are that,
4: um, although I happen to be hosting it, 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 it well, I, I, I had to switch over to David hosting it because m- my account was actually- There's too much interest. But, <laughs> that my account was breaking yeah. the system. Um, but uh, it's it's, uh, it's really never been a, a mechanism before where uh, someone could address the nation or anyone who wanted to listen to them could from, from anywhere in the world. Uh, united states or anywhere so this is a i think it's, this is a really profound uh, change um and it's also like the it's not just whether the media reports something uh, and, and an article is is true or not uh even more powerful is deciding what the narrative is and totally. so uh you know it's so, so just like if there's only so much you can actually put in a newspaper um or a magazine and what and there's only one thing you really put on on the cover of a magazine so uh, that that whoever's deciding that is is deciding to not talk about other things. Um, whereas lighting. with a public digital town square like we have here, it's possible for the public to choose the narrative. It empowers the people instead of uh, a very tiny elite cabal, um, which I don't recognize the irony of using that <laughs> phrase. Um, but but nonetheless, it's it's true, uh, um, and judge by the results that uh, this is a means for the people to decide the narrative and for the people to decide uh, what uh, you know, which, which way a debate will go, um, n- not sort of five editors-in-chiefs of a few newspapers, basically.
3: Yeah, and I think one of the really crazy things that happened during COVID is that, that uh, social networks really started censoring dissenting viewpoints. On COVID, medical viewpoints that ended up being totally correct in in lockstep with what the mainstream media was doing. So basically, big tech platforms were undermining their main reason for existing, which is giving people a choice. And actually, there's there's somebody who I think knows more about that than any of us, which is Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, who's a professor of medicine at at Stanford. I want to pull him in here. Uh, Jay, you go ahead and unmute yourself if you can. Uh, It'd be great to to hear from you. I know that during COVID.
2: Back on the stream. Okay, I'm back. I'm just going to mute it for a minute or two again. When I said I started, some of the stuff they're going to talk about is not YouTube, Facebook safe. It is what it is. I'm not going to risk my channel to listen to it, uh, but I'll bring them back here in a couple minutes. We can look at some of these comments here. Uh, you know, it's really interesting talking about Trump making deals with the left. I mean, he was a businessman to make deals. And I thought it was a good thing as long as he wouldn't compromising on conservative values. Let's look at some more comments here. Education, leave the kids alone. They were even trying to to tell us back. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, there's this famous saying. It states that the left doesn't have kids. They just raise yours. And you have in the state of Washington right now, do you have a bill that is up for vote where people, kids, minors could transition without the consent of their parents. Could you imagine having a 14-year-old not even needing any consent whatsoever to undergo a massive surgery like that? That is, uh, these lawmakers, they, they, the government literally thinks they own the kids. Let's see. Let's get... Joshua, let's look at another one of your comments here. Uh, you're very adamant uh, anti-DeSantis, I see. That's that's okay. You're, you're, uh, all, all opinions are welcome here. Let's see. Uh, he's being carried by a nice guy interviewing him, a billionaire, the establishment backing him. That's true. He, he does have that GOP money. I mean, whoever wins the primary is going to have the GOP money too. But uh, he's even going to have the leftist media because the leftist media – knows the polling data. They know that Trump's way ahead. So their their best bet is to back DeSantis, even though they are completely trashing DeSantis. Let me bring them back up here in just a minute. Let's see what they're talking about.
0: Reasoning and evidence-based medicine. And so I don't have confidence that, that those agencies are up to the task. Uh, and I think you need major, major overhaul of the whole enchilada with respect to public health in this country.
3: Can I so can I follow up with, uh, with that? I, I mean, I think the, um, the the other thing that I saw during the pandemic, Governor, and you you uh, was subject to it just as much as I was when we were talking about COVID. YouTube censored a video of us speaking about.
2: Uh, well, <laughs> we'll come we'll come back to that in a minute. No, they've YouTube has changed their policy some. But, yeah, you know, I, I really hate that these platforms are as sensitive as they are about stuff. That's why I hope that more big creators go to Twitter. I think it's going to happen. And what you're going to have is one free speech video platform that's going to take all of the big creators away, and it's going to force the other platforms to play ball to say, okay, well, I guess we have to do it too. Because, you know, knowledge is truth. When you can't discuss a topic, you literally – have no conception of reality regarding that topic anyways if you can't learn new knowledge on that uh, you know DeSantis is uh, that that's a good point. He does have a lot of backing. everybody's going to be uh, really helping him more than Trump uh, all the people that are against the GOP winning any anyone who wants a Democrat, to win, presumably Joe Biden, if he is still ar- around, they're going to back DeSantis. No, I'm not saying all DeSantis supporters are, you know, leftists, but the people on the left will be backing DeSantis because he's the underdog. That's the tactic, right? That's the divide and conquer tactic. But let's look again. I'll come back to them in just a minute. We'll look at these polls again here. This is a yeah, morning consult, fifty-eight percent. This is the primary polls, thirty-eight point lead. Trump really got ahead when the Ohio train incident happened, and he he showed up, and Biden's EPA didn't show up. Apparently, there was a rule thing where uh, it didn't trigger. There wasn't enough money, so the EPA couldn't show up. There's some weird administrative thing, but when Trump should, uh, showed up, stood up, showed up. He went up like 10 points in the poll. That was really amazing. Let's see what we got here.
3: Really unconstitutional actions by federal agencies. That's uh, Congressman Massey, I know that you've been involved in, in, uh, this problem of, you know, government agencies being weaponized, uh, and, and used against the American people in an inappropriate way. Uh,
1: Do you have a comment on this? Uh, And do you have a a question for Governor DeSantis? Well, first of all, let me say uh, a big thank you to Elon Musk for buying Twitter and exposing all of this. Uh, On our weaponization committee, we wouldn't know so much of it if he hadn't done this, almost as a public service to the First Amendment. Um, It's a disturbing trend. Government, as the governor said, the government is colluding with big corporations. We found out this week from an FBI whistleblower the Bank of America voluntarily gave names of and, and uh, information on anybody who bought a hot dog in Washington D.C. from January fifth to January seventh, and then overlaid that with gun purchases uh, that they had on record anywhere in the country for any period of time. And just they say they voluntarily gave that to the FBI. So that's disturbing to me. Uh, by the way, I've never met Elon Musk, but I'm one of your biggest fans. I'm the first congressman to have a Tesla. I'm on, Star, oh, I'm on Starlink, and uh, I would have bought a Powerwall, but I'm off the grid, and <laughs> you wouldn't sell me one, so I had to make one with a wrecked Model S, and it's it's <laughs> been running our house for five years. But um, my my and just for the record, um, I, I
0: as a, I was with Thomas uh, our first year as in Congress. He's got the Tesla, but his license plate is Kentucky coal. So it's, uh, he's probably one of the only people
1: that have that in the country.
2: <laughs> Thanks okay. for outing That's me, pretty governor hilarious.
1: Uh, but no, so, um, governor DeSantis, my question to you is, you know, you served here in Congress for six years with me.
2: Six years. And,
1: okay. um, why is it that Congress is so feckless at reining in these government agencies? And, and what do you think we need to do? And if you were president, what? What would you urge Congress or what bills would you like to see? This is um, a valuable conversation in this, uh, you know, sort of
2: the how to do it, the the nuts and bolts, how to do it. Well,
0: first, I think there's a lot that the executive branch can do. And all I will say when it comes to these agencies, we'll put we'll we'll go into this a little bit more as the campaign goes on. But buckle up when I get in there, because the the status quo is not acceptable. um, And we are going to make sure that we reconstitutionalize this government. And these agencies are totally out of control, there's no accountability, and we are gonna bring that in a very big way. Now, part of the reason it's gotten so bad, power has been consolidated and effectively a fourth branch of government because Congress hasn't used its two main powers that it has under the constitution. First, the power of the purse. If an agency is gauging in conduct that is outside the realm of what is legal, or you think it's not not entirely true, that's partially true, then you can remove the funding for those for those operations. Um, There's nothing that they're not entitled to get the same level of funding every year. And yet Congress runs the government on autopilot, either continuing resolutions or massive omnibus spending bills. So these agencies are all bulletproof. They know that they're going to end up getting uh, something similar or more every single year uh, and it creates an incentive for them to to abuse their power. The other thing McCarthy you, is doing, doing
2: cuts is right is
0: actually legislate. So you're not delegating to the bureaucracy key issues, regarding how to enforce federal law. You should define what you want. All they it's should the be media, doing. The media Implementing instead, Congress will basically give an invitation for the bureaucracy to make really important substantive decisions. That's true. And so Congress may never vote on something. And the bureaucracy will cite a law from 20 years ago and do things that are going to transform our society or our country. That is not the way the founding fathers.
2: That's true. I want to make a quick point on this. The Supreme Court has been amazing about this, the U.S. Supreme Court. They ruled against the EPA that took away a lot of administrative power. That's exactly what happened in 2020 in Pennsylvania and Michigan. You had the legislative branch delegating their authority over elections to the executive branch. You had Jocelyn Bennett, I believe that's her name, Secretary of State in the state of Michigan. She made some election law changes two weeks before the election, roughly. Same in Pennsylvania. Those things affected Trump as well. Giving the executive branch the ability to make last-minute changes to election laws was just... the Worst abuse of power ever. And it was legal because the legislators allowed them to do it. The legislators need to take that power back in these various states. Said it would, they were canceling 2,000 jobs. I saw
3: other reports that suggested Disney was going to make the cuts anyway. uh, Have a good one, Michelle. You know, budget cutting initiative. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, Regards of why they did it, uh, why do you feel your fight with Disney remains important, uh, considering you already beat them? on the parental rights bill that they opposed and what would you say to some of your opponents in this race who argue that the fight is dragged on too long
0: so first of all florida stands for the protection of children we believe jamming gender ideology in elementary school is wrong disney obviously supported injecting gender ideology in elementary school uh, they did oppose our parents rights legislation and the fact is when they opposed it that was a big deal because for 50 years Anytime Disney wanted something in Florida politics, they pretty much got it. Uh, but not this time. Uh, I signed the bill. Uh, we did, as you say, win on the issue. But what happened was uh, Disney's posturing, some of the other statements that their executives were making, kind of the corporate culture had really been outed as trying to inject Matters of sex into the programming for the youth, and I think a lot of parents, including me, look at that and say that's not appropriate. I mean, we want our kids to be able to just be kids, and that's kind of our mantra. So you had this this setup that Disney engineered many decades ago, where they actually had their own government that they controlled with no accountability. They were exempt from the laws that all their competitors had to follow. Massive tax breaks, and they even racked up munitions.
2: I got to interrupt him really quickly on this. You know, I'd probably be tempted to do this too, and this is why I shouldn't be a politician, but the government that Disney had that DeSantis took away, he gave a lot of that authority to some friends. Now, could those friends be really good managers of that government? Could they be skilled at it? Sure. Is it still nepotism? It is still nepotism, uh, but is it, I guess you would judge how severe nepotism is, judging by competence, because you had Trump and, and his son, uh, son-in-law, son Jared Kushner, they basically wrote the Abram Accords to establish Middle Eastern peace by themselves. So maybe these people that DeSantis gave this local government to aren't that bad, but uh, he did give it to people he, he know It is some nepotism
0: legislature and in florida and so there was really no justification to keep it but make no mistake they're suing to try to get special privileges people are making money in florida hand over fist because we have a great business climate that's not good enough for them they want to be treated differently than universal and sea world and we don't think that that's appropriate so you know i think that they should withdraw the lawsuit but obviously we're going to defend our
3: actions because we think we have the right to do what we did you know it's funny the the media used to criticize Republicans for being in the pocket of big corporations and now they're attacking you because you're not.
0: Oh,
2: that's changed. Uh, well, not only
0: that, David, it's interesting because the media in Florida for years had had hammered Disney and they would they would point out like that this was this was not a good arrangement because you know Disney was not accountable to anyone. I mean, when we when the state control board took over the this district, the firefighters came to the board and they said, "Hey, We weren't getting survivor benefits for for some of these widows. And so uh, the state control board actually paid out some of the benefits that they were getting stiffed on. There were a lot of people in central Florida who were really thankful that there was some accountability being brought to bear because, I mean, you know, it's human nature. If there's no accountability over any individual or entity, of course, they're going to behave differently than if you have. uh,
2: That's true. I want to bring a couple quick articles, uh, 20, 30 second reads here that you should know about Kaylee McEnany, she believes that DeSantis has a path. I don't think she's advocating for DeSantis. Uh, if, if I'm on the DeSantis campaign, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, where am I to the right of Trump? I'm to the right of him on Disney and corporate America and fighting for children. I'm to the right of him on abortion, on the vaccine mandates. Well, it's easy to say that when you're the governor of a conservative state versus the president of the entire country full of a lot of uh, liberals, but it is true. He still does have that record because he was in a conservative state. Uh, the second quick story I want to show you, we'll get right back to the audio here. Target is removing some of the uh, LGBT products from their stores after boycott threats. This this cancel culture thing, it works both ways. And conser- the, the thing about conservatives, we're independent and we like to be left alone. But the downside of that is problems can brew in society and we're asleep and we don't act. And I think the Bud Light thing that happened was this critical inertia. This people were like, what the heck is going on? I can't have a, a, a cold beer without you know this being on the can. So hopefully... Conservatives are saying, okay, we've got to get involved now and be part of the good culture and not just sit back in a cabin in the woods and have farm animals and live off the land. I mean, you know, literally not all conservatives do exactly that, but we tend to stay independent while liberals have been super involved in engineering culture for 30 years. So, I'm excited about this. Uh, that's uh, I, th- I think that's good news.
3: Followers, yeah, which is Elon's account. I think that created just a scalability level that was unprecedented. But with my meager followership, it seems to be working much better. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's we have some some scaling issues specifically related to my account.
4: Um, at one point in January, uh, if I tweeted above a certain size, uh, it would crash the servers. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and then anyone else who was tweeting at the same time would, would lose their tweet as well. Um, so, so in any event, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, we're breaking no, new ground here.
3: Still, you know, we're we scaling issues. Right? Yes, you know you're breaking new ground when there are, are bugs and scaling issues. But in any event, back back to the question I was asking you, Governor DeSantis, about education. The media has been you know, saying you're trying to ban books. You refuse to teach kids about slavery. You want to say that gay people don't exist. What What is the truth of the matter for people who maybe have never heard from you before? And then I wanna pull Chris Rufo in on this as well. Yeah,
0: so the whole book ban thing is a hoax. There's not been a single book banned in the state of Florida. You can go buy or or use whatever book you want. What we have done is empowered parents with the ability to review the curriculum, to know what books are being used in school, and then to ensure that those books match state standards and are age and developmentally appropriate. So for example, uh, parents have flagged books in schools that, uh, for example, teach middle school kids how to use sex apps uh, that provide graphic depictions of sex acts and sex toys for people as young as fifth grade. and so-
2: yeah it's totally insane some of the books that are in these schools and parents there, there are leftist parents who truly believe that this is like a like a repeat of history burning general knowledge. These books aren't going anywhere. They're just simply not available to children. And it's so insidious. You see these parents at these school board meetings reading these books, and the and the school board is so embarrassed. They're like, sir, quit reading that book. Quit reading that. It's like, what? My third grader has this available in their library, but you don't want me to read it here in front of all these adults. It's uh it's insane that they've really just brainwashed people that have only listened to one news source. Now I try to listen to liberal news and conservatives. So I know what they're thinking about conservatives and to try to not just be completely biased on every single issue. But I don't know if you've met them in real life, but there are people that literally think that DeSantis is destroying all of literature and, and and committing a I can't say the G word G side against a certain group of people it's ri- it's ridiculous it's they they the brainwashing is real
0: I think what you see is the the left and the media colluding on this they don't want to actually defend what it is that we are actually legislating or regulating uh, so they create these hoaxes that somehow You don't want uh, kids to learn uh, that slavery existed in America, which is preposterous. No one actually defends the offending material. And the question is, is why are there people intent on trying to get this stuff into the classroom? Uh, And I think it's part of a political agenda. So our our mantra in Florida is the purpose of the schools is education, not indoctrination. Yes, I think it's very inappropriate to have sexually explicit material in a fifth grade library, 100%. But it's also the case that if you're focusing on that type of, of instruction, there's an opportunity cost involved. Why won't we? Why shouldn't we be doing more on science or reading Physics, or math? math yeah. So I think we're getting it right. And I think almost invariably, and Chris Rufos had to deal with this too, uh, when they're trying to craft these narratives, you just peel back the onion, you really-
2: Pill back the onion. Well, hey, we basically know his general agenda, and I I would like to see some fiery debates, to be honest with you. So Trump can be strengthened by DeSantis. DeSantis is a, a way more highly organized than Trump is in terms of his rhetoric. And that's, you know, could be conniving. It could be bad. That could somebody could construe that as. Desantis could be a better liar but with Trump you know exactly what he's going to say. So I hope that DeSantis will force Trump to crystallize some policies. Now Trump has been very good at it. He has been coming up with this is my policy to reform education. This is my He's been dropping videos like every week, but I think these debates can be good. I don't think DeSantis has a chance. We basically heard uh, what he said and and his intention. So I'm going to let you get to your night. I appreciate you driving by. If you haven't smashed the thumbs up, we've got so, I've got so much more good content coming for you soon. I'm going to be doing more long form and diving into some bills from Congress and showing you what they're hiding on page 1337 or somewhere back there where they don't want you to know. But uh, yeah, God bless. I will talk to you all soon.